Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk with Sam Podcast. Just Talk with Sam Podcast, man. We got a great one for you guys this week. I got my man, the official fantasy football correspondent of the Just Talk with Sam Podcast, calling in my man Mike Randall, the one and only. Mainly, this is my favorite time of the year, and coincidentally, one of his busiest time of the year. But it all love is all good. This is the fantasy. But we, we guys, if you listen to Just Talk with Sam podcast, you know it's a lot of things we like, and one of those things is fantasy football. And we jump right into it. We got my man Mike Randall calling in, who is a guru. The guy, the guy exudes knowledge, and he's helped many of our listeners, myself included, win championships over the years. And we got some hard questions to ask because 2019 fantasy football season is a little over two weeks away. So while we're getting draft prep together, while we're getting all the stuff we need to get together, sometimes it's time to sit under the learning tree and maybe you want to take a closer look with a fantasy football expert that is mike randall you can find him on twitter at the randall rant he dropped gems on a daily basis if you down with that fantasy game so that's what this podcast is about while tasha getting her stuff ready we're about to jump to the podcast everything related to the podcast can be found at samshownation.com yes right there on the home page and current promotions page there's a donate button it's always been a crowdsourced podcast one thing we encourage people to do is hit that donate button and give back to this podcast because this podcast has always been a crowdsource podcast and we put every single solitary red cent into this podcast to make it a bigger better greater podcast speaking of the podcast itself maybe you want to show off your love for the podcast maybe you want to show um a pod, you know hey i like this podcast i want to rock with this podcast and show it off on your daily life we encourage you to go to samtronation.com hit that store link and right there you can get all of your just talking with sam podcast swag whether that be t-shirts whether that be hats whether that be stickers everything that you need to show the world that you love the just talk with sam podcast as you go through your daily life it's all right there the only thing we ask you to do click that link and go ahead and get all the things that you would need right there from there um the podcast itself one of the things that the podcast itself you can go to samshownation.com and you can hit that podcast link and by hitting the podcast link you can catch up on all the podcasts that you have missed you can listen to them right there those you may want to hear again and quite honestly you may have to do some rewinding pausing with this podcast i'm talking on right now because my man mike randall finna drop some gems it's all right here so please go to samsonation.com you hit that podcast link and go ahead and catch up on all your favorite podcasts right there but maybe you listen to your podcast a little bit differently we're on google play we're on spotify stitcher tune in this just in we are on podcoin um this is something i've been playing around with lately i didn't even know i was on this service it's a great service i'm probably going to get into podcoin a little bit more but the cool thing about podcoin is this is one of the uh services for android and um ios that allows you to um get paid for listening to podcasts and it's not like some random podcast no one wants to listen to it's the podcast that you love throughout your daily life <clears throat> samshownation.com please go to podcoin listen to 
Just Talking With Sam podcast. We're on there. Please check us out. I mean, it's pretty cool. You were listening anyway, and I can get paid for doing that. More details as as we go on, but trust me, it's I I, I deal with this app. I, I I likes this app. It's it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool app. And lastly, and certainly not leastly, the granddaddy of them all. That is Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes. Please go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review that podcast. Just talk about this. You can talk about this podcast. Say, hey, we love Mike Randall dropping gems, five stars. Hey, someone tell Sam to shut up so Mike Randall can tell me how to win a fantasy championship, five, five stars. It's all right there. Uh, we got a few sponsors this week. Uh, one thing you can do, you can go to samtronation.com, your home for everything related to Just Talk With Sam podcast. Hit that current promotions page. We got a few sponsors this week as we jump into fantasy football, everything. Um, the first sponsor is the good folks, you guessed it, at nflshop.com. Yes, the NFL season is among us. Guys, you want to dress the part. You want to have everything that you need from the NFLshop.com so you can rep your team, rep your players. They're all right there for all the teams. Maybe you're a Ravens fan. Maybe you're like me, a Lions fan. Maybe you like the Carolina Panthers. Maybe you like the Patriots. Maybe you like the Raiders. Maybe three of you out there are Bengals fans. For whatever reason, you're Bengals fans. It's all right there. You can shop by team. You can shop for whatever that you need. And speaking of fantasy football, do you know you can go to samshownation.com, you click the nflshop.com link, and you can get your official 2019 fantasy football draft kit as you prepare for your parties. All the names are there. All the 32 team defense labels are there. Maybe you want a kicker. Maybe you want tight ends, quarterback labels. They're all right there to get the party started when you have your fantasy draft kit. It's all right there and it's official. Please go to samshownation.com. You click the nflshop.com link. Also, did you know you get free shipping on all orders over $49 by using the promo code football at checkout? The only thing we actually do is go to samshownation.com. You do just that. Free shipping on all orders over $49. You may want to hurry up because it's limited and some exclusions may apply. So please go to samshownation.com. You click that nflshop.com link and go ahead and shop as you normally would as you get ready for the 2019 NFL season. The next sponsor is the good folks at Ticket Map. Ticket Network. Let me tell you something about Ticket Network. Ticket Network has all the tickets that you need. Ticket Network has everything, whatever is concerts, sports, theaters, festivals. Since we're talking about football, let's just jump right into it. They got all the hard-to-find tickets that you would need right now by just jumping into the network. Do you know... You can go to samshownation.com. You click that Ticket Network banner. You. Yes, you. You can, you can buy Super Bowl 53 tickets right now. It's blind. You don't know who's playing, but you will be in the house. They got everything that you would need. It's all right there. 
Um, there's no better feeling than being at an NFL game. There's no better feeling to be in the crowds, no matter how, no, no matter what the game is, it's all right there. And they got tickets for all of the teams that you have right there. They have it all. And every ticket is backed by the Ticket Network's guarantee. They back every order 100% so you can buy and sell with confidence. Put a pin in that because we don't jump right into it. Their marketplace is stocked with thousands of events and millions of tickets. And they have a U.S. call center that is open daily if you need to talk to a real live person. It's all right there. They're connected to live entertainment. Ticketnetwork.com connects you to over 100,000 with no hyperbole. Concerts, sports, theater events, all worldwide. All tickets are listed by professional ticket selling companies and trusted ticket sellers and backed by their 100% money back guarantee. Also, I talked about putting a pin in it. Hey, life happens sometimes. And when life happens sometimes, maybe you can't make it to that event. Ticket Network is a great place to sell your tickets. Give them to somebody who's going to be at the thing. Let me tell you how it works. You can list your tickets. You can create a free account. Find the event using the search bar. Enter the ticket info. Let them sell it. And they list you know, tickets on thousands of websites. Then you get paid quickly. You, after the event, you can see. You can get a check. You can get if you one of those people need a paper check. It's all right there. Or you can get they're cool with PayPal. You can get paid with PayPal almost instantly. It's all right there. So jump into the network, the ticket network. The best way to do it is go to samtronation.com on the current promotions page. You click the ticket network in the lower left hand corner and go ahead, get in the network, get some tickets to a game. And lastly. And certainly, not leastly, the granddaddy of them all, Amazon.com. Click the banner on the home page and current promotion page. And do you know you can put fantasy football in, by going through SamsonNation.com, you click that Amazon banner. You put fantasy football in the search bar, you can get everything that you need. You can get draft boards, you can get the fantasy football little black book there's a lot of stuff you know um, that you may know about every team and every player um, also you can get different things like apps like draft tracker or um, you know shirts that talk a little bit of smack anything that you need to get ready for they also have fantasy trophies maybe you crushed it so hard that you just want to show off your wares a bit it's all right there Go to Amazon.com. By going to Amazon.com um, via SamShowNation.com, the Amazon banner right there, you can go ahead and get all of the fantasy thing, fantasy football things you need to get ready for your draft. It's all right there, and um, great season. So that's pretty much what I got for right now. One thing I want to do, I want to get ready uh, for the draft. But one of the best ways I like getting ready for the draft is listen to my man Mike Randall. And um, let's just do right that. And I will see you guys in about 90 seconds. This is Just Talk With Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talk With Sam Podcast.
about it. He'll talk about it. Be about it. I Joe, but it's obvious. We, we never write this out. We back. Um, this is a great podcast. We got um, Natasha's here. I would like to say this: this say? podcast is all about fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Now, about how you gonna lose? This is all about fantasy football. Let's do before we jump into our own amigos. This is how you lose every year. Ooh. Uh, you. Um, you because I don't know if you notice or not. My man Mike Randall has been on this podcast. Quite yeah, a few times. Helping, helping is the word he do. cheat. That's the word I don't want to use to deal with my man Mike Randall. Excuse me, excuse me. Let's give him his props of the Just Talk with Sam podcast. I got a question about Mike Randall. Why he don't have no pictures on his social media? If you knew who he was, my man couldn't walk down and get a cup of coffee down the goddamn street. If you knew what he looked like. My man would be pestered by questions. Let's just read some of his accolades. Hey, Mike Ryan, do me a favor. Hold on. Just out of curiosity, just can you can you like DM us a picture? No, nah, no. Nah, you know, I honest to God don't want to know. He's, I need to put. I need he's to put like, face to the no. Face. He's like in the ether. He's like in the wind. I, need, I got a feeling Mike Randall is like your alter ego. I would love to be that talented. You just throwing your voice. I would love to be that talented. I have nothing else to base it off of. But here's my deal with my man Mike, the official mm-hmm. fantasy football correspondent of the Just Talk with Sam podcast. Oh, it's official now. Oh, oh, t- shit! Two championships? Oh, you official like a motherfucker. You official like a Foot Locker employee. You are so goddamn official. I mean, you can catch him on Bed and Pros. You know, you can catch him on um, Screen to Screener. Granted, that's about college basketball. That's his podcast. You can catch him on Roto Underworld. Um, he is the man when it comes down to fantasy football. He actually hosts a fantasy football uh, mailbag for Rotoviz. Actually, we'll talk a little bit more about that when he gets on here. But the reason he's here is because. Who are we kidding? You are a commissioner of a fantasy football league. Yes. The fantasy football league of one of my leagues I'm in. Mm-hmm. This is a time, like I always tell you, that the man is going to show up in about a week. When it's time to draft, when it's time, the man will arrive. I am no longer Sam. I am no longer your husband. I am no longer a co-host of the Just Talk with Sam show. I am no longer the host of Just Talk with Sam show. I. That is a spirit mm-hmm. that moves in me. And the man shows up. Mm. 
And the man does not curry the favor. The man will win at all costs. I may have retired my big brother last year. I may have retired him. And it hurt. He tired, but he ain't retired. I may have retired. I know I have crushed your fantasy football spirits over the years. You haven't. But let me let me break down the numbers. When you sit here and you talk about fantasy football, you gotta talk about numbers. I am in five leagues. Five? It's a I uh, overall over all the leagues I'm in I, I'm in five leagues. Mm-hmm. I have three championships total. I have been I have when you do the numbers let, let's break it down five leagues. I have four arch nemesis mm-hmm. in each league. One travels with me in different leagues. I have won three times. Out of all these years, I've only needed one Mike Randall. And what I want to do, I before the man comes to play, mm-hmm. the man has to humble himself. Everything I learned last year, or no, we keep that. We kind of unlearn the things we learn. So what are we gonna talk about? And we sit under the learning tree of my man. Mr. Mike Randall. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to unplug your mic. That's fine. Mainly because... I have to go to the bathroom. Not, not beca- See, this is this is why. This is how you lose championships. You need to sit down. You need to learn. You need to digest. We actually put up the poll from last week's podcast and the week before. So, like, hey, if you got questions, I kind of, like, hinted toward... All the true fans, all the people who've been rocking with us since day one, mm-hmm. know my man Mike is coming. So they had their questions in like two weeks ago. Now some of these questions don't apply anymore because you know time happened, but some do. So what I had to do um, earlier today is to go through each stack of questions and kind of put them in groups. Okay. Mainly because you know a lot of people are drafting in the next two weeks, and mm. uh, this can be very beneficial to them. Maybe even you. If you if you set aside your own ego. I never thought I'd be saying that to anyone else. If you set aside your own ego. You. Ma- you yes, you. May compete in a championship game. Wow. Ain't that something? Yeah, I guess. Alright, who are we getting? This is my man Mike right here. Let me go ahead and give him a call. Um, we're unplugging your mic immediately. I'm I'm unplugging your mic to give it to Mike. I mean that uh, you know I keep this. Uh, I'm plugging the mic to give it to Mike, but I'm I'm doing that right now. Probably don't think you're giving the mic. Uh, hey, all right. Hello, Mike. Uh, Sam McLean. How how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Uh, I want to thank you again for coming on the podcast, mainly because. For starters, I love your work, and I'm about to start recording right now while we're talking. That cool? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, we're recording now, man. Look, I like I said, I love your work. I have been rocking with you since God knows when, and it would not be a fantasy season if we don't reach out, get a comfortable seat, and sit under the learning tree of my buddy, Mr. Mike Randall, the official fantasy correspondent of the Just Talk With Sam podcast. Oh, you're a good man, my friend. You're a good man. But before we get started, I want you to just 
like we got a lot of new listeners. Some people may not know how powerful that you come to this. Some people may not know how much knowledge that you, you as many fantasy seasons that you have saved, if not one for people, please let them know where they can reach you. Well, I'm hoping I'm hosting the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Mailbag every week. It drops on the Rotoviz podcast Friday morning. I interview one other fantasy analyst for an hour. We break it down for you. I'm going to be on the um, doing a podcast with Joe Piscopia on Friday morning as well. That's going to drop doing some DFS stuff. I'm also writing for the Action Network. Also, we're covering DFS, we're covering injury reports, fantasy plays, the whole thing. So, Action Network, Rotoviz, wherever you need me, you can find me, and definitely hit me up on Twitter at Randall Rand, of course. Now. Um, Mike, you you're no stranger to this podcast. You come here every year. Uh, who are we kidding? You've helped me win a few championships just based off your knowledge. But if you don't mind, I know it's a lot of um, newer people who's listening, people who, who may not have heard you before. And there's also new people to fantasy. So what I've done, I went through our emails because I was a little hype when we were setting this up. I went through the emails, so I just said, hey, if you got fancy football questions, some people, and I'm going to read off some questions, but just sort of like um, a swathing of different topics. Because some people ask the same questions, maybe in different formats, but I just wanted to give a general, um, kind of what we talked about, just kind of like the general way of going into a draft if that makes sense sounds good man okay and i want to start here um one of the things is what are what do you qualify as your golden rule rules for drafting your standard 10 to 12 team ppr what are your golden rules like you have to do this very simple everyone who plays fantasy football feels like they can win. I don't know a lot of people who play fantasy football and say, oh, I have no shot. People are football fans. They love it like us. So they think they have a chance to win. The longer they stay in the game, the longer they have a chance to win a title or make the playoffs, the better they think they're going to do. So the golden rule that I follow when I start is you can't win your fantasy football championship in the first couple rounds, but you sure as heck can lose it. So what you want to avoid is the bust. You want to be risk-adverse early in your draft. Don't come away with a Todd Gurley and a Melvin Gordon. It's too risky right now. So play it safe early. Keep yourself in the game. Avoid the bust. And then make your moves with trades and waiver wires as the season goes on. That makes sense. That makes sense. Because some of the things, and like I I just want to add on to that being risk adverse how you can lose your draft in the first uh, few rounds um quarterbacks defenses and kickers leave those till the later and i mean deep later rounds of the draft because the best and the worst are separated from very very shallow margin not even five points and that's all three categories combined Oh, Sam, quarterback is so deep right now. Oh, my goodness. It's never been deeper. So defense kickers, you got to stay in the end. Sometimes, Sam, I didn't draft a kicker, to be honest with you, because sometimes I feel like I'd rather 
go get a kicker on the waiver wire if I feel I need one and take that extra roster spot early, sometimes I'm going to draft one. But for quarterback, you have to wait because the caliber of QBs is incredible. Oh, I completely understand because this year, well, you know what? A lot of my co-hosts are in the same league. I don't want to get into it. Um, but here's what I will pivot to. What about draft strategic planning? We got a few letters, a few emails on strategic planning, a la zero RB, zero wide receiver, um, um, balance drafts. How do you – what would you recommend for, like I said, the standard – 10, 12 PPR leagues as far as plans. What what are some of the best or worst plans that you would recommend? If you can get a three-down bell cow running back, you have to grab that. So if I have a pick in my drafts early, you know, one, two, three, you really have to go running back there because those players are so head and shoulders above everyone else. I'm talking about McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Zeke if he comes back and plays. It's just so rare to get those guys. You have to do that. What I normally do, though, is modified zero RB, meaning I take a running back. If I have an early pick in the first round, take a running back, and then I have a wide receiver or tight end if you have a tight end that you like. If I pick late in the first round, which is what happened, I went down to Sirius XM to City. We did the Flex League, the Experts uh, Draft League, and I had the last pick. I had the 12th pick. So I grab two wide receivers because I'm not diving in the girly there. I'm not taking Marlon Mack there. Uh, Joe Mixon had just went, and I probably would have taken Joe Mixon because I think he's one of the last three down RBs. So I went back-to-back wide receiver with Julio Jones and Juju Smith-Schuster. So early in the first round, I think you got to grab a running back because they're the studs and there's so few of them. But later in the first round, I tend to just go zero RB and hammer the wide receivers. Alright, now that was for my newbies. That all good things. All like everything you just said, I, I can't add to that. I can't take away from it. that's awesome. But those are for the newbies. Now these are for the loyal who listen to every time you've been on my podcast. This is a nice little email chain. I, I the subject is stop me if you heard this before. And I picked three different players that me and you personally have talked about throughout the years that people may have questions about going into the 2019 season so mike stop me if you heard this before but what do i do about Le'Veon bell yeah boy we've talked about Le'Veon bell so much <laughs> here's the thing i think he's safe man i, I think he's a safe pick in the first round if you want to take him you know Gaze didn't want him right and they're talking up Ty Montgomery now he likes Ty Montgomery but listen outside of those first couple running backs Le'Veon Bell is probably as safe as they're going to come what I'm saying is do you like him better than Marlon Mack probably do you like him better than you know than uh, another running back that you have you know who's going to go with now Houston Lamar Miller Duke Johnson I mean there's so many guys out there Damian Williams I think Le'Veon Bell is a lot safer than Damian Williams this guy's had three regular season games in five years where he's produced RB1 uh, production so I think he's a safe play and normally you and I joked about him I didn't like him last year you know ended up sitting out the whole thing but I think this year he's your safe mid to late first round play Okay, all right, and once again, uh, let's shift gears a little bit. 
stop me if you heard this before. What do I do about Andrew Luck? Well, Sam, we just talked about it. You don't want to bonk on your early picks. And if you're going to take Andrew Luck, you probably, depending on the league you're in, you're going to have to spend a top three, four round pick to get him because he's going to go early. I don't know, man. Two years ago, we had the whole shoulder issue, right? And then he missed the whole darn season. Then last year, we had the questions about his shoulder. He came out and he played great, like 38 touchdowns, something like that. This calf injury is a problem. They're saying it's in the bone. He's a little too risky for me. I had him as my number one overall quarterback. I had him ahead of Mahomes like a month ago. But now, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And if, if would you be shocked, Sam, if it came out in three weeks, he has to have surgery? Would that, like, floor you? Probably not. No. So it's a little too risky for my liking right now. Also, and I want one more time since we're on the subject of quarterbacks. Stop me if you heard this one before. Can I trust Drew Brees and or Ben Roethlisberger on the road? You, you can't, and I don't even know why you would take either quarterback this year, to be honest, unless they're very late. Because there's so many quarterbacks right now with the Konami code of rushing, whether it's Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Drew Brees' arm strength is dying, and it's one of the most underreported stories. You remember that pass interference call against the Rams everybody went nuts about? I thought the fact that the pass was probably underthrown. That's why he ended up making contact with him. So I wouldn't draft either of those guys, especially on the road. Ben is not great on the road, no Antonio Brown now. And Drew Brees is shaky. That's why what you're seeing, Sam, in New Orleans is they're running the ball over and over again. Look at their wide receivers. They have Michael Thomas, who last year his depth of target was way down. So they're looking for safe, short routes. You know why? He can't get it down the field anymore. And Ben has had problems with those splits. So not only would I not trust him on the road, I don't know if I'd pick either one of those guys ever this year. And lastly, stop me if you heard this before. What do I do about A.J. Green? And you can, you know what? You can take out A.J. Green, any bangle. But let's focus on A.J. Green. The Bengals are such a train wreck. They lose the offensive tackle, the first-round pick, Jonah Williams. He's gone. A.J. Green, 31 years old, contract year, gets hurt. He now he's gonna, And by the way, no one, it's never good when anyone's in a boot, Sam. I was arguing on Twitter with somebody today. It's never good when you're in a walking boot. A.J. Green's in a walking boot. Now he has surgeries out for a while. The new one is Kenyon Drake's in a walking boot in Miami, so I think he's going to be out for a while. I have no interest in A.J. Green. I don't want him. I'm not going to roll the dice that a 31-year-old guy comes back in week four. I'd probably take him in round 10, <laughs> which means I'll never take him, right, because he's never going to be there. Thank you. All right, all right. Now, I'm glad that you uh, kind of brought the, that up. And when you talked about running backs, especially like Kenyon Drake in the boot, and I, and I got that um, uh, news a little bit earlier today. I, I would, really wasn't counting on Kenyon Drake personally. But, you know, now that just kind of confirmed it. How, the only reason I would even consider dealing with Kenyon Drake, right, is to deal with the holdouts, notably Melvin Gordon and Ezekiel Elliott. Now, some people have legacy leagues, some people have keeper leagues, and some people may go to your standard snake drafts. 
how are you willing to deal with Melvin Gordon and or Ezekiel Elliott? I think they're two different stories. I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to get paid. I think because Jerry Jones is going to pay him. I think because the Cowboys see this as a Super Bowl possible year. And I think that that's going to get done. I believe it. But the problem is Melvin Gordon's a different story. This is a guy who was on a video talking about Le'Veon Bell last year with his father. And this was on social media saying, good for him, he should hold out. The difference is, Sam, Ezekiel Elliott's led the league in rushing two times in his first three years. Led the league in rushing. That's efficient. Melvin Gordon, his first year, how many touchdowns? Zero. Second year, outperformed by Danny Woodhead, and people were thinking that Danny Woodhead was a better running back, and then Danny Woodhead goes out and tears his ACL, and Gordon stumbles into a bunch of touchdowns, averaging 3.8 yards a carry. Next year, Melvin Gordon, again under four yards per carry. My point is, Melvin Gordon has not been anywhere near the same class as Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think the Chargers are going to pay him. I think he knows he can hold out until, I think it's week 10 now, knowing that he'll get his fifth year of recruits, the fifth year of, of, uh, of being in the league, so he can go out and get that contract. So I think it's totally different. I don't think the Chargers are budging. I don't think I would touch it because he's not of that caliber, and I think the Cowboys will pay Zeke. But I'll tell you this, if they don't, Tony Pollard is going to be an issue down in Dallas. He's a really good satellite back who played behind Daryl Henderson in Memphis. He can absolutely carry the load. So I'm still on Zeke, but I'm a little nervous. Gordon, I want no part of that's fair. That's fair. Um, but since we're on the subject of off-the-field antics, now, off-the-field antics, does that Im- impact how you draft? We talked about Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott. Lately, you can't talk about football without hearing something going on with Antonio Brown. How does that impact how you draft? A guy, well, since what brought him up, a guy like Antonio Brown. It's a tiebreaker for me. I mean, if the guy performs on the field, that's what matters. Antonio Brown's a Hall of Famer. He's walking into Canton, no problem. My issue is I think Ben Roethlisberger is a better quarterback than Derek Carr. So that one, that one to me, is a bigger issue. So it doesn't play a lot into it unless I think it's, it's going to be, you know, something's going to be a suspension. But I'd call it a tiebreaker because you never know if something weird's going to pop up. But like with Antonio Brown, what I'm saying is I didn't like him to begin with. So all this stuff, whatever he's got going on with the helmet and the feet, you know, if he was still in Pittsburgh, I still like him is what I'm saying. But now he's with the Raiders. I'm not sure. I'm not sold on Derek Carr. I'm not sold on their offense being like Pittsburgh. So to me, it factors in very little. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Now, because of those off-the-field antics, I want to run through a few um, names. And this is what I like to call the think-twice-guys category. Now, on paper, they look phenomenal. But you may want to think twice. First, this is the poster boy for Think Twice draft candidate, Leonard Fournette. Boy, you hit a good one, man. I would tell you that a month and a half ago, I was not a Leonard Fournette fan, okay? But now I'm hearing reports that he looks great in camp. He's catching a lot of balls. Nick Foles is the best quarterback they've had in God knows how long. And he's really the only game in town there, right? I like Raquel Armstead from Temple, but he's behind Alfred Blue, and he can't really catch passes, and his pass protection is bad in camp. So I kind of like Fournette a little bit now. I'm warming to him. I'm trying to move him up to, like, my mid-15, RB-15-14 range because, honestly, volume's king in fantasy. 
He's the only game in town there. The only thing is the injury. If I told you that he played 14 games, he's a lot for a top 10 running back. So I'm kind of getting a little bit warmer on Leonard Fournette. Okay, another think twice candidate. When you go into your draft, Stephon Diggs. You know, I think as a fantasy community, we get a little swayed by these videos and acrobatic catches. I mean, you say Stephon Diggs, everyone thinks about the catch against the Saints, right? The playoffs. My problem with Stephon Diggs is he tends to get hurt a lot, okay? And the numbers don't lie. Thielen gets more production than Diggs does. Diggs' production looks better. He's more acrobatic. He's 100 times in terms of an athletic receiver that Thielen is. But now you're dealing with an uh, offense that wants to run, run, run with Mike Zimmer. The old guy got fired because he didn't run enough. So you have a run-first offense with Adam Thielen already outproducing Stephon Diggs in terms of fantasy production. And a guy who technically has an injury label, I'm not. I don't have any exposure to him in any of my drafts. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Lions fan, but it just, it, <laughs> it makes sense. But here's another think twice candidate: Devontae Freeman. Oh boy, you're hitting these with that. These are tough questions, man. You really amped this up a little bit. I uh, had to. The, These championships are made and won here. I don't want to be the only person who soaks up all the knowledge. But that's why I opened up the, the email chains. I'm going through emails. And these are legit concerns people have. Devontae Freeman is in the ideal situation. It's an explosive offense. They play a ton of games in domes. They went out and got two more offensive linemen in the draft. They know offense is king. They're dying to get back to the Super Bowl. But the guy has a huge injury tag for me. It comes down to what you think. If you sit there, my thoughts on Freeman are very similar to Dalvin Cook, okay? They're both the only game in town. Edo Smith is backing up Freeman. They have Brian Hill, who I kind of like a little bit. But basically, he's getting the volume. The question is, do you think he's going to stay healthy? Probably with Freeman, the move is if you're going to draft him, you draft him. You let him have a couple explosive games, and then you try to trade him. Because I just don't think, Sam, he's staying upright for 14 games. And he has concussion issues. And so while he's in an explosive situation, he's definitely the goal linebacker. I don't think I want I don't think I want any part of him. And if I got him, I'd probably try to trade him after the first few weeks. Now, um, I'm glad you brought that up because the next thing twice candidate was Dalvin Cook. So I guess you, are, you already kind of said what – that you kind of said what you were thinking but this one I, I want to group together as a whole the last three they're all tight ends but since the tight end pool is so shallow these are think think twice candidates however I think they're the same person that is Hunter Henry and Jimmy Graham and and you know what I I, I put this in there because I think they're the same person, but Taysom Hill, on paper, they're the same tight end. Uh, I want no nothing to do with Jimmy Graham. Uh, I, Jimmy Graham's living off that 16-touchdown year with the Saints years ago. He had his chance last year. He blew it. You have a new coordinator who loves hitting running backs out of the backfield. He's from the St. Louis tree, right? So he's going to be hitting Aaron Jones, people like that. So no interest in Jimmy Graham at all. Hunter Henry, you could talk me into, okay? Because especially if Melvin Gordon's not there, Henry was always efficient. He was always productive. He just got hurt. So it comes down to the value. I don't hate players, Sam. I hate ADP. 
So if Hunter Henry starts dropping, yeah, he could be a top-five tight end if he stays healthy. So it depends on when I'm getting him. Like with Freeman, Devontae Freeman we talked about, you got to take the first couple rounds, right? So that one's a bigger risk to me. I could warm the Hunter Henry over Jimmy Graham. Uh, Taysom Hill, nice, cute gadget guy, but no interest there. Makes sense. Makes sense. Now, um, obviously, injuries ran rampant last year. Um, let's go like uh, zero to ten. Ten being the highest. How much faith do you have in Jimmy Garoppolo coming and having a breakout year? Oh, it's, it's squarely a five. Le- last year he was QB ten, right? So everybody loved him last year, and then he had pre- three pretty good games, and now he's QB twenty. You know, so you can get him late. If you believe in Kyle Shanahan, you believe in Nick Mullins, that he actually had a decent, productive year last year, was fantasy relevant, then I guess you got to believe in Garoppolo. I'll put him at a five, though, because he hasn't played for so long, and I just think there's a lot better other quarterbacks. Coming back from injury, 0-10, to 10, this was a guy I had high hopes for, but I never got a chance to see it. Darius Geis. I love 10. I love Darius Geis. I think you, you just hit the nerve with me. Darius Geis was a guy who everybody loved. They said he was like Saquon Barkley light last year. We were seeing him catching passes, right, in in preseason. Then he goes out, tears his knee up, right? But he's back now. I know Adrian Peterson's got to play with some stories, got financial trouble or something. Darius Geis is the most explosive guy in that backfield. He can catch it. He can run it. I have no concerns with guys. I think he's a league winner, Sam, late in the year. I think they do a little Peterson. They do a little Chris Thompson. Maybe Peterson gets hurt. Bang, it's guys. I love Darius, guys. 10 for 10 for me. Okay. All right. Um, now, I have to ask this question. I understand it's very early in the season. Um, it's preseason. Who are your guys to watch, your, your running back sleepers? Uh, running back sleepers, so guys you're looking for late. I don't understand why people aren't more on the Latavius Murray bandwagon with the Saints. Mark Ingram, when he was there, was basically an RB1, right? You want to say maybe RB13, 14. Here comes Latavius Murray, who's bigger and faster. He had three catches in the first preseason game. Alvin Kamara's snap share is only about 66% the last two years, 60%. So there's a lot of opportunities there. If you think the Saints are going to be good and they're going to get up, they're going to pound Latavius Murray. Right now he's going like the 30th running back on the board. That makes no sense to me. Another one I now love who I've moved way up my draft board on Fantasy Pros, I haven't ranked higher than almost everybody, is Chris Carson in Seattle. I understand people don't like Chris Carson because he's a seventh-round pick, but Pete Carroll loves him. He was fifth in the league in rushing last year, and he only played 14 games. They're talking about him being a receiver now. I know they ever shot Penny, but he hasn't popped yet. If Chris Carson gets two-thirds of the touches, which is what Schottenheimer and Carroll are talking about, based off his numbers from last year, that's a top-ten running back. So he's a guy you can get, like, running back 18, running back 20, that I think could be a top six, maybe five running back in the league there if he catches those passes. So those are two. And the last one I really like is Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram slides over to Baltimore, right? They have a fantastic offensive line. Marshall Yand is a real deal at guard. You have Lamar Jackson, who's a rushing quarterback who opens running lanes. They don't have a huge passing offense. They don't throw the ball a lot. Ingram's going to be the lead back there. He's going to be the goal line guy. Those are three guys that if you pick late in the first round and you take two wide receivers, 
you can gobble those guys up later in drafts, and I think you can get top 12 running back production. I mean, all of that is perfect. I Let's just keep moving on. Wide receiver sleepers for a position that's so deep. And these are your, I don't want to call them value candidates, but somewhat some performers out of the top 15 that just going to help you get to a championship game. Just who do you have in mind? How about many Antonio Brown down in Jacksonville beating Westbrook? They need to have him do everything. He does reverses. He catches the ball. He's on slants. He has the speed to go deep. Love D.D. Westbrook. I think he's going to get a massive target share down there in Jacksonville with Nick Foles, so I love him late. John Brown's been running with the ones, and Josh Allen loves to sling the football. We know that. He's got no problem with it. Right now, John Brown is the leading wide receiver, the top guy in Buffalo, and he's a great deep threat with a guy who loves to sling the ball. I didn't get value with him. I do think the two guys down in Carolina are great. D.J. Moore, who colleague of mine, Curtis Patrick Rodovis, he's one of the few wide receivers who's in 10 games as a rookie, got three catches or more in 10 games. And all of the guys on that list historically since 2000 have been legendary players. I'm talking Antonio Brown. I'm talking high-level guys. So I think D.J. Moore could be great. I also like Curtis Samuel, his partner there. Curtis Samuel used to be a running back. Now he's a converted wide receiver. He's down with Cam and looks healthy. And you can get Curtis Samuel like three rounds after D.J. Moore. So those are two guys that jump off the top for me. And also, I would not avoid Tyler Boyd with the Bengals. We talked about the Bengals. It's always the Bengals, right? There's nothing sexy about them. But with A.J. Green out, Tyler Boyd's going to get a ton, a ton of passes. And if you think the Bengals think that means they're going to be chasing points, and he's the lead guy there. I w- I, I agree. I just want no part of the Bengals. Right, I get it. <laughs> I, I, I just want no part of the Bengals. No problem, it's fine. Um, Alright, as far as people, um, those are the sleepers. Now, who are going to be some of the breakouts? Like some, um, I'm, with all the hype that we're getting with Antonio Brown, one of the breakout guys I like is the new running back in Oakland, that guy is phenomenal, but it's like a black hole. Anytime we talk about the Raiders, our eyes go to AB. We're not looking at anyone else. Who else do you do you think is going to be that breakout star? Well, I, I agree with you on Josh Jacobs because I think back to Cadillac Williams when Gruden was coaching Tampa Bay. And he fed Cadillac Williams over and over again. I think he's feeding Josh Jacobs. He ain't feeding Doug Martin here. So as long as Jacobs stays upright, I think he's in for a monster season. I agree with you. Breakouts for me, this is no news if you're following people on social media. Chris Godwin's going to have a monster year. I think Chris Godwin in Tampa Bay is bigger and he's better receiver than Mike Evans. He has better yards after the catch. you got Bruce Arians down there. He ran a play for him. He caught a touchdown in week one that was similar to plays they ran for Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona. So I think Chris Godwin's going to have a monster breakout. Another wide receiver that people think are ready to break out is I do think that the, the Seahawks are going to take the reins off of Russell Wilson, and I think they realize they got to throw a little bit more, and their defense has been decimated, right? Earl Thomas now in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they sent the defensive tackle out to Kansas City, Frank Clark. So their defense is real decimated, which means they may have to throw a lot more. But when Russell Wilson throws, that's a good thing, and that's probably going to be great for Tyler Lockett. Who's right around that middle area, right? That like round five ish wide receivers. 
there's him, there's Godwin, there's um, there's Calvin Ridley. So I think those are the guys there for wide receivers specifically who can take a leap forward and really break out and be a top 12 wide receiver. Now, all things that comes up must come down. We talked about breakouts. Who are some of the busts? Let's just kind of steer away. People who, and when I say bust, here's what I mean by bust. You cannot have the same year you're going to regress that you had from 2018. 2018, you're going to take a step back. You're still, you're still good, but you are a bust at your ADP. Um, for the new listeners, that is average draft position. So, who are some notable busts this year? Well, like I said, well, I'll go each position. Like I said, with the quarterbacks, Sam, you want a quarterback who's going to run. So Tom Brady, Breeze, guys like that, I have no interest in. I think they're going to really underperform their ADP. Uh, when you're looking at running backs, guy who pops out is Philip Lindsay was real talented for the Broncos, right? Caught a lot of passes, undrafted free agent. I like Royce Freeman a lot better. So I know Lindsay was real explosive last year, especially in PPR. I have no interest in him, and I don't want anything to do with him. I'd rather take Freeman. I don't think you want to chase receivers and running backs who were so efficient last year on minimal touches. Don't chase that sort of once-in-a-million efficiency. What you want is players who are guaranteed for volume. For some of those top wide receivers, I mentioned one before about Mike Evans. Uh, You know, he has no yards after the catch. He catches the ball and falls down all the time. But that's not a guy I have any interest in whatsoever. And then when you look at tight ends, I'd be careful seeing with Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz and the Eagles at tight end had a huge year last year. Crazy productive year, right? Most targets, most receptions. Dallas Goddard is the real deal. And right now, Zach Ertz is getting drafted like as the tight end two, uh, you know, right behind Travis Kelsey. That's way too high for me because if you're going to draft a tight end or a quarterback early, you better be right. Because you're only starting one player there, usually. Usually, unless it's Superflex or Titan Premium. So you better be right. No interest in Zach Ertz. I'd rather take Dallas Goddard or Mark Andrews over in Baltimore later. So those big names there that had incredible efficiency, I'd be careful with them. That's bold, because Zach Ertz single-handedly won me a championship. He did. No, he was great. He was great, but you want to bet on doing it again? I don't know about that. Well, that's hard. That And... I will have to really look at that. If I could get him, let's put it like this. If I could get Zach Ertz at a round three, four turn, no, that's still maybe a little high. Let's I still pass. I still pass, yeah. Oh, man, that's still a little high. If I can get him somewhere after round five, I'm okay. Uh, yeah, that's different. I, I just think they're going to use a lot more 12 personnel. That means they're going to go with the two tight ends, right? And I don't think Earth can. I don't think he can produce that. I don't think he can have anywhere near that level of production. He'll still be really good. He'll still be a tight end one. Let's not go crazy. But if he's tight end seven or tight end six, you got him way too early. Okay. Okay. That's wow. Uh, that blew my mind right there. All right. Now this is something I kind of want to speed past because it changes from week to week. We all know defense win championships, but. Who are some of the quiet defenses that's just going to put... I mean, we get it, Jacksonville, Saxonville, and um, you kind of alluded to this earlier that the Seahawks are not the Legion of Boom anymore, um, but who are some of the defenses that I that you will be warming up to um, at this point in the year? Keep in mind that changes week to week. Ravens are always solid. They just 
destroy Jacksonville in that opening night preseason game. Ravens are just the Ravens are going to Ravens, right? They're going to play defense, and the Chargers defense is like that. The one that I'm targeting in all my leagues is the Chargers defense. Secondary is incredible. Pass rush is incredible. They're tremendous. Other than that, man, I'm not usually going to go, like you said, early in the season on a defense. I'm going to play the matchups and see what happens because, remember, last year we sold it on Jacksonville, and then they, they, they really didn't perform to that level. So those are the two type of people that I'm looking for, um, you know, looking for chargers or something like that. And one thing, this is the last uh, kind of subject I want to get at because I got a lot of emails about this, and um, I, I have struggled with this personally. And this can cost you a championship. May not win one, but it definitely could cost you. Um, I guess I could call these like emotional hangups. Like there are people, and don't don't get me wrong. When you play fantasy football. The a number one rule is to have fun. That is true. Now that we got that out of the way, what's more fun than winning? So sometimes you get these emotional hangups of. People you just have to have on your team, regardless of their production. I have two, and I try. I know, but I try brain over. Like I just was able to break uh, Lions. I'm a big Lions fan, but I cannot have any Lions on my fantasy teams. It 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 sucks because I really like Carryon Johnson this year. However, the emotional hangup will influence my judgment. The other two: Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. So, who would you say, in your, you can use personal examples, you can use, um, the whole thing is, you want to avoid, as you said at the start of this, as many risks as possible. And the three people I just named have tons of risk involved with them. So, who are some of your emotional hangups when you're drafting? I'm emotionally attached to Amari Cooper with the Cowboys. I've loved Amari Cooper ever since he started. He has some, just great metrics and he's always performed so I've led to Mari Cooper but now I'm worried about things with Michael Gallup and I'm worried about you know what they're going to do in the passing game now Randall Cobb so I've tried, I think I'm going to stay away from him from here on out he's one I just have an attachment to another one that I think is going to be great and I'm having trouble because sometimes you get that tunnel vision like you said and you can't be objective gosh I think Juju Smith-Schuster is going to crush this year in Pittsburgh I really really do um, I just I have so much of him right now in all my leagues, so much exposure. That I'm trying to say maybe I should slow down a little bit. You know, you don't want to go over the top. And in the tight end, and I'm just not thinking straight about it. Mark Andrews with the Ravens last year, he had over 500 yards receiving as a rookie. I think he's going to be huge this year. So those are sort of my three like guys that I'm, I'm locked in on. But I'm getting nervous about Cooper. I'm starting to think, you know Cooper. I had Sam about two weeks ago. I had him like wide receiver seven. Um, with Dak Prescott and everything. But, you know, you know, Zeke Elliott holding out. Dak Prescott wants money. Michael Gallup looks good. Maybe I should, and, and then he's got the plan faster now. So maybe I should dial back my love on Cooper a little bit. Now, Cooper, I just don't want Cooper turning into the Cooper of old with the Raiders. But at the same time, you brought up Juju. I would have more faith in Juju. And I'm not, and I'm not taking anything away from Juju. I would have more faith in Juju if on the other side of the field there was not Dante Moncrief. If there was somewhere... Yeah, if the, and, even, and even James Washington, now the way he played in the first game. Like, it's just, there's such a gap in production between them. Where Juju's the only game in town. And I hate to sound like a broken record. When you're the only game in town, a la the Bengals with A.J. Green... 
every defense know to go for you. So you're not going to be you're, you're going to get your numbers sorter. You're going to get your volume, but what you're going to do with it is kind of what you said about Mike Evans before Chris Godwin. Grab the ball, fall down. Well, that's the key, and the question is, can Juju beat the double team? You know Antonio Brown can, that's why he's going to be willing to go and back it. There's a little bit of question there, can Juju beat those double teams? I don't know, but I am going to stick with the volume, because I think he's just going to get so much. But yeah, it's in the back of my mind. That, that's that's an issue. That's one that if you can get a safe guy early, like somebody like DeAndre Hopkins, who's been producing top seasons with seasons with garbage quarterbacks, you really can't beat it. you got to be safe in those first two rounds. So, I mean, I think we did it. I don't know in this conversation, in the last 30 minutes and some change, but congratulations. You may have won someone a championship at the draft. This is a good feeling. I feel great about this because all you did was drop gems. Now, keep in mind, this is the draft. I want people to understand that drafting is just the blueprint to the season. Things change from week to week. And since they change from week to week, I want everyone to get a little taste of my man, Mike Randall. So, Mike, one more time, where can they find you when things inevitably change? Where can they find you? Hit me up, follow me on Twitter at Randall Rant. Uh, Road of this, Fantasy Football Mailbag drops there every Friday morning. Got some great stuff. And then look for me on the Action Network. I'm going to be all over the place there, doing a ton of articles each week, labor wire, trade targets, things like that, man. It's going to be great. Mike, I want to thank you one more time for just calling into the podcast, helping a new league of champions, new people listening to, because I don't know, I'm so excited this time of year, I fantasy very hard, and there's apparently, according to these emails, there's a lot more people like me, so I, I just thank you for just... This is your busy time of the year. I know it is. I just thank you for giving us a little bit of your time and help some people win their championships. Sam, it's one of my favorite podcasts to do every year. You're killing it, man. Keep up the great work. I love coming on. you got a great listener. Very great people listening to you. It's an awesome pod, man. So anytime you need me. All right. Well, thank you so much, man. Um, I'll call you a little, a little later, Mike. Thanks again. You got it. Best of luck, man. Go win another title. Oh, yeah. We back normal. I want to thank my man Mike Randall and guys. Catch up with him on social media. The Randall rant. He he dropped gems like this, and I feel good because I feel in my soul he just helped somebody win their league. Even you, even you. I'm looking at Tasha during the. All right, I guess you caught an interview. Um, this Don't is just. Look at me. I saw that pen and paper come out. I saw some notes being taken. This is the same person less than a half hour ago. Like, I, I don't care what he looks like. And, and I want to see what I said. I, I just said, come on, Mike. She understood. She sat under the learning tree. I saw that pen and paper come out. Like uh, I need to, I need to remember that name. I need to see. This is what I mean. The reason you probably don't see a picture of him is because my man Mike would like to go about his day. And quite honestly, 
I, I'm kind of lying because if you go to like the Action Network and they do some video stuff with Roto World and stuff like that, that that's, you clearly see a picture of them. But what I mean is, on social media, whatever, because mm-hmm. that's where you live. That's where you live, social media. You live there too. I believe my man just want to have a cup of coffee. He just want to start his day like anyone else. Mm-hmm. He just want to live his life. He just because when you have that much knowledge on you, he just wants to just. All right, look, guys. All I want to do is chill. I want to wake up. I want to go to Starbucks. I want to have. He strikes me as an Americano guy. I don't know why, but he does. Yeah. I I don't know. You, must you know who the, who are we kidding? If you could tell by his accent, he East Coast. He's not going to Starbucks. He's going Dunkin'. He's going Dunkin' Donuts. Ugh. All right. First of all, you will not knock Dunkin'. I'm not a Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is all right. But either way, wherever he goes, I'm a. I like McDonald's coffee more than all of them. But I digress. We should have had the cameras on. I am giving you a look right now. You can take a picture of the look you're oh giving me if God. you like. But yes, I prefer McDonald's coffee. Let's get to the subject at hand. My man Mike. My man Mike Randall, the official correspondent of the Just Talking with Sam. Official fantasy football correspondent of Just Talking with Sam podcast. Official, unofficial? No, no longer. I, we used to do that, official, unofficial, because, you know, we don't want to fuck up his money. He got stuff going on other way. No, he's official now. He right. He is official as hell. When you give me two championships, you official. No, it's all about you. It ain't just me. I read the I read the comments. He has helped out a lot of people. Okay. You gotta follow him on the Randall Rant on Twitter. But it's all things good. We kind of touched on this a little bit. We're gonna close this podcast out. You know, you can put up your me notebook, I guess. You I don't know, use mead, I use a five You over there with your Lisa Franks, your trapper keepers. That pen came out quick as hell. A trapper keeper? Either way. The nerve. And some people, we like to close out this podcast. Some people who get too hyped for their own good, they get lost in their own sauce. Start smelling themselves. Start smelling themselves. This is long overdue, but this is this week's Sit Your Ass Down. All right. Sit your ass down and sit your ass down. Sit your ass down. Yes! This is the special time of the week where we want to tap someone for being stupid. They do a lot of good things, but sometimes you start smiling yourself, start feeling yourself, start believing your own hype. And you need to be tapped on the shoulder. Excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me, sir. Please sit your ass down. And since this is all fantasy football related, no more deserving this week. I, we kind of alluded to this earlier. Mm-hmm. Of the sit your ass down. Mr. Antonio Brown, wide receiver of the Oakland Raiders. Now, the story has evolved so much. It's still sit your ass down worthy, but it just evolved since we kind of pegged it. Let me just give you the gist of it. The reason he's getting your sit your ass down. Wide receiver Antonio Brown has told the Oakland Raiders Uh he will never play football again. He will retire (sighs) unless he can wear his old helmet 
League sources told ESPN on Friday. Antonio Brown had a two-hour conference call with an independent arbitrator on Friday, sources say, to argue why he should wear his 10-year-old helmet. What team uh, is the... There's more. There's more. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Heath, he is thought, you know, his thought to be using the same helmet. Since he used the same helmet his whole career, the arbitrator for the grievances is called by league officials, player representatives from the NFLPA representatives in Philadelphia told ESPN. A decision could come as early as next week and we'll give an update because they made their decision. Mm-hmm. Sources said, Brown wants to wear the helmet he prefers, not one of the newer model helmets that the league rule mandates. We'll put a little pin in that. League sources says Brown believes that the new certified helmet protrudes out and interferes with his vision as he catches the football. The Raiders have been sending Brown other approved helmets to wear, but at this time, he's not interested in wearing any of them. He has appealed to refer the internal debate about walking away from football as a whole by posting Friday's Instagram catch paraphrasing the 2002 movie Paid in Full. Good pop culture reference being um, 2002's Paid in Full. Great movie. Now, since that story was released, the NFL arbitrator has denied him. It says, dude, you got to wear the re- uh, regular helmet. Excuse me. The Raiders backed him up and says, whatever he wants to do is whatever he wants to do. I get what the Raiders are doing. They put so much money into him. We're going to back you no matter what. And then... They, the NFLPA denied him, said, dude, you got to wear the new helmets. The reason you got to wear the new helmets is because there's a safety concern with them. Because if you're wearing the old 10-year-old helmet, they don't meet up to the standards today. And in the last 10 years, there's been diagnoses such as CTE, such as there's been a lot, pretty much, to say, like, look, these are hopefully um, they made the helmets way, they are way, way safer. They're tired of getting sued for players having CTE. If that is the case. Or they want to prevent you from having any type of disease like that. So, um, there have been a couple people who filed grievances with it. But at the end of the day, they know they had to do it. Some name, uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Like, um, Tom Brady had to give up his helmet. He said, I wore this in two Super Bowls. However, I like my long-term health. It sucks. But let me get a go. let me go and get a new one. And now Antonio Brown, who threatened his entire... Hey, I'm retiring right now if I don't have it. They could custom make him a helmet. Which they have. And they sent several versions of the cop. This is this all goes back to saying, man, sit your ass down. Like... You don't let me play in my helmet? I'm going to quit. Okay. Here's the, here's the so deal. If they have new helmets, I have a question. I have to okay. write this question out so okay. I don't forget. Okay. If they realistically let him wear this helmet for 10 years and these new helmets and the cte that's not new how do you get away with wearing it for the past 10 years because nobody challenged him on it no it's not that it's just um over time as time develops they wanted to find new things mm-hmm. so this helmet they go by like degrees mm-hmm. red meaning over 10 years we have no data for it mm-hmm like orange green it's like degrees of severity okay. and much like anything else sort of like how uh, my next point now, you know, be uh much like how car seats like yes, we, we have a child 
Pat- they expire. They ex- car seats have ex- for those who don't know to keep your baby safe. Car seats expire like three to five years exactly. after the date you buy them. So, so if it's three to five years after the date you buy them, what do you think a helmet is doing? A helmet that takes impact on every snap of every down. So, yeah, you may need a new helmet. It's it's just. If anything, wear and tear. And if you're using the same helmet from ten years ago, mm-hmm. one can argue. Did you, was you using it in high school? Nigga? No, no, no. Was, he was with the Steelers around there. Ten years. But, like, how old is Antonio Brown? He like still in his twenties, ain't he? No, he's early thirties. But my my whole point is. I have another question. I have another point. Go on. If I was the NFL equipment people and all that, I would make him sign a waiver. Saying that you cannot sue us if you get this. Oh, that that was another part of the story. Well, he did say that he'd sign a waiver, he'd sign whatever. However, his safety is involved. It's, oh well, you don't care about your safety, neither do we. Yeah, see that's the thing. Other people do care. Namely the Oak Cliff Raiders. Like hey, hey, you know, we Nigga, we we still we still tied. We still got a lot we still got a lot of fucking money in you, so we have so you just made this big controversy in Pittsburgh. You moved to Oakland. You get this big payday. At the end of the day, you're still an employee of the NFL. You have to follow the rules of the NFL PA. Uh, NFL PA mainly because that's who's paying you the money that you begged for in the off season. This is not your first hit your ass down. And unfortunately, I don't think this is going to be your last. So for right now. At least until draft day. You got that blind mustache? Yes. At least until draft day. One can argue that the effects of your old helmet has already taken place. You and that blind mustache out here in these streets. But for right now, or at least until after draft day, sit your ass down. Yikes. So that's pretty much all I got for this week. I want to thank my friend, the official fantasy correspondent. Mr. Mike Randall, catch him on Twitter at the Randall Rant. Oh, excuse me, not the Randall Randall Rant. No, the Randall Rant. As always, you can catch us at um, your home for everything revolving around Just Talk with Sam podcast at samshownation.com. Samshownation.com. You can email your questions at Just Talk with Sam. No G and talking. Just Talk with Sam at gmail.com. Just Talk with Sam on IG and Facebook. And lastly, Sam Show 11 on Twitter. I can't thank Mike Randall enough. Um, guys, get out there, win some leagues. And remember, one important thing about drafting. We talked about this. It's important to have fun. Now that we got that out of the way, it don't mean a Goodbye. thing unless you win. I'm done. That Bye, y'all. Ring. Bye, y'all. I, I will see you guys next week. Peace out.